message uh, that we started last, the last Sunday, concerning spiritual gifts. Concerning spiritual gifts. Father, I just want to thank you for your word today. Speak, I pray thee, to your servants, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Concerning spiritual gifts. You know, Paul said, concerning spiritual gifts, I don't want you to be ignorant. If you're a Christian, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to the church. And there are a lot of Christians all over the world that don't know a thing about spiritual gifts. But God's heart's desire, if you are a Christian, God says, I will not have you ignorant concerning spiritual gifts. I want you to know about them. Why? Because it's important for your Christian living. You can't just brush it aside and keep going without the spiritual gifts. These are spiritual gifts, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts that Jesus died to make available to the church. And we are all part of the church. God says, I don't want you ignorant of these things because Jesus paid for that so that we can enjoy these gifts so that we can reach out to the world with these gifts. So God doesn't want you to be ignorant of them. And I've said last Sunday, somebody said, if you pull a hundred pastors and you ask them, in what passage do you have the gifts of the Holy Spirit listed? You said, when you ask a question, so if you have a hundred pastors, you've lost 90% of them. They don't know where it's at. And that's terrible. And if you ask them what the number of the gifts and what the gifts are, you probably lose another 5% of them. They don't know what they're talking about. And then you ask them how the gifts operate and what these gifts are. Maybe only two of them left. <laughs> it's all gone. That's what I heard. And I heard this in the 80s, and it challenged me. And I said, i got to know something about this. There's got to be something to it. God will not tell us not to be ignorant of something if this, that particular thing is not important. Being a Christian is to accept all of God's counsel. Amen? Being a Christian is to accept everything that God has to give to us. Because everything is given to us. Everything is revealing to us. It's for our own good and for the good of God's kingdom on the earth. So I want to know about them. And then God, Paul went further than that. He says, I want you to desire spiritual gifts. Not only know about them. I want you to desire to have them. Why does he want you to desire them? Because if you don't desire them, you won't have them. Or the gifts will not manifest in your life. If you don't want anything to do with the gifts, you're satisfied with just knowing of the gifts, then he knows not to bother with you, and you will enjoy the benefit of the gift, and others will, enjoy, will not enjoy the benefit of the gifts from your life. So we need to know what these gifts are, and how they operate, so that God can use us. You know, in my life, these things come so natural, you can miss them. That's why it's such a mystery. Because what we're thinking is, is somebody shaking, you know. Say, yeah, the Holy Spirit is moving now. And a gentle man who doesn't want to be shaking, he says, I don't want that. But that's not the way God moves. 
It comes in so simple. You, you almost miss it. You probably think, oh, oh, that's just my mind playing games. I cast you out in Jesus' name. Stop speaking to me. Because you're not aware of it. It's so simple. And that's what I want to share with our church. Amen? So that you begin to understand these gifts and operate in them. And in ministry, while you're ministering to people, and in a one-to-one ministry, how God can use you to bring about supernatural acts and that will amaze people and probably turn a whole family around because of what God is doing in your life. Amen? So we need to understand that. Hey, who took my notes? <laughs> now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, Paul says, pursue love. In other words, love is the primary thing, Right? Love, pursue after love, and desire spiritual gifts. What are you to desire? Love is great. That's the number one thing for Christians. We are known because we love one another, right? Jesus said, by this shall men know that you are my disciples if you have love. So love is number one. So we really need to pursue after love. But then the next thing is what? Desire spiritual gifts. If you desire the gifts, the gifts will manifest in your life. Because the Bible said, and the word is settled in heaven, the desires of a righteous man shall what? Be granted. That's settled. Amen. If I desire healing gifts, God's going to do it for me. By and by, if I don't give up the gift, that means the desire. God's going to give that to you. So Paul is saying, I want you to desire spiritual gifts. Let, in other words, be bothered by it. I need to know about these gifts and I want them in my life. Desire spiritual gifts. But especially that you may prophesy. I'll tell you why about that. Uh, Because some people think, well... His prophecy is bigger than every gift. Well, that's not always the case, okay? I'll tell you the reason. Because if you go out and you're preaching to unbelievers, you can prophesy. And they may, but if they see somebody who is blind getting healed, that would speak a lot to them. But I'll tell you why he's saying to prophecies, he wants you to do that. But he, basically, let me give it to you, is when we are in a church service, that's key. Very important. Pursue love and desire spiritual gift, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in the tongue does not speak to men, but to God. So he's talking about speaking. When it comes to those, the inspirational gifts that we talked about last week, tongues, interpretation tongue of tongues and prophecy. He says, what I want you to have, desire to prophesy, because when you pray in tongues, you are not speaking to men, you are speaking to God. You're speaking to God. He says, no one understands him. But however, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Now, it's funny, last Sunday, I talked about tongues and interpretation of tongues. And after the service, a young man came to me and said, I hear these strange words in my head. I said, really? Okay. Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? He said, no. I said, well, now speak in tongues right away. Come on, join me. 
He started speaking in tongues. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. So God, what is happening is God is confirming His Word with signs following. When you speak the truth, the Holy Ghost confirms it. I didn't know what the Holy Ghost was doing with this young man, but he knew what was going on. And I'm sure he was a little concerned. What's these strange words coming in my head? I don't understand it. I will just speak them out. Amen? But when you pray in tongues, he's saying you are not speaking to men. Who are you talking to? You're talking to God. You're talking to God. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. Verse 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, builds up himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. You see, so he's talking about speaking. When, you, when you're speaking in tongues, unless the tongues is interpreted, nobody benefits from it except you. So in the church service, you can speak in tongues, but hold that down a little bit. I mean, because all you're doing is edifying yourself. When we come together, we want everyone to be edified. So if you speak in tongues, Paul says, pray that you interpret it as well, so that everyone can benefit from what is said. Now, that's curious. Edify, speaking the word, the words that you hear from the pulpit, from words of prophecy, they are building you up, whether you know it or not. They're building you up spiritually. Just being in the presence of God, your life is being transformed. Your thinking is being transformed. You're not aware of it, but before long, you'll find out things have changed for me. It's like a guy who is given to smoking, and after a while, uh, being in the presence of God, he can't stand the smell of that thing. He gets angry being around it. And nobody spoke to him about what he's doing. He just, God transformed him, and his person has changed. That's the way the Word of God works in our lives. Now, interpretation of tongues is not this, what you, the word translation. You know what translation is? Translation means you're going word for word. So sometimes you can hear somebody pray in tongues, a few words in tongues, and the interpretation of tongues is long. And they say, whoa, wow, whoa, what's going on? That was just a few words. How come the interpretation is so long? It's called interpretation, not translation. You see, I can say a few words in my Nigerian language, but if I ask Angela to interpret that to you, it's going to take a lot of words to interpret to the Americans, excuse me. So it's interpretation of tongues. So when you speak in tongues, to interpretation is not going to go the same length. It may go long tongues and few words in English. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or it may go few tongues and a whole lot of words in English. It's called interpretation of tongues. But that's what it is. But Paul is saying it's better that you just go ahead and prophesy instead of just speaking in tongues. In church, pray and desire to prophesy, not just to speak in tongues so somebody else can interpret what you're speaking in tongues. It says if you speak in tongues that way, pray also that God gives you the ability to interpret what you've said in tongues. But it's better 
If you can just go straight into the prophecy, that's what he's saying. So, what that means is interpretation of tongues and tongues, they make up prophecy. Two of those equal prophecy. But you can bypass both of them by faith and just go straight into prophecy. So that's what he's saying. So in a church service, it's so important. What we want is like what we got this morning. We are in tongues and then the interpretation of tongues. That's what happened this morning in the service. But you can have prophecy as well. And every one of us can prophesy. That's where I'm going. Every Christian can prophesy. If you are not sure you are born again, then forget it. But once you know you are born again, the next step is to make sure you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. Once you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the ability to prophesy. Every one of you. And the scriptures cannot be broken. Scriptures cannot be broken. And I want to encourage you, because it's so important, not only in a church service, but also when you are ministering to people one-on-one. On one. It's so important. These gifts will come out. And, and sometimes it amazes the unbeliever. They want more of this. And that's why we're talking about these gifts. Every one of yours can prophesy. Now, I said last week what it is. When God wants you to speak a word in tongues, what he does is he'll let you know, speak out in tongues. Or you feel the pressure inside to speak out in tongues. Now, when that happens to you, church, speak it out loud. So everybody knows God has a message for us in tongues. And I'm going to come to the fact of uh, uh, on how important this is for your life. It's very, very important. We're not just talking about just coming to show spiritual gifts in church. There is a purpose for it. There is a purpose for prophecy. It'll help your life. We'll come into that. But now we're talking about how to expect it. And what to do. I like that because that's what I wanted all my life. Let somebody show me how to do it. I don't know about you. That's what I want. Show me how to do it. Let me know I am qualified to do it. And let me do it. Don't give me fish. Teach me how to. Exactly. Show me how to do this. That's my thing. And that's what I want to do for everyone, member of a the boys and girls, every one of us. And once you begin to step out in faith, you know God. Once you step out in faith, He knows He can trust you. And then it is, He starts speaking to you. Now He's found somebody who is able to do it. You know, the disciples, when they had to deal with uh, the herald and uh, the leaders of Israel and the early church, when they prayed for God to empower them, what did they pray for? They said, God, give us boldness, right? Boldness is boldness to step out in faith, disregarding what people think, how they will react. You don't care. You just want to obey God. When God has found somebody who doesn't care what people think, who doesn't care if I make a mistake when I stand up, maybe I will not, my words will not be right, my language will not be the real English, you're worried about all of that, you can't. You just can't. Step out of the boat. Amen? 
Don't test the water to see if it holds your weight before you come out of the boat. Just step out. So God gives you that impression. He speak out in tongues. And you look around and says, I wonder what pastor will think. Who cares what pastor thinks? Let him have his own spiritual life. Amen. And if you do that, then God knows he's found a man or a woman he can walk with. That's my man. Amen. So he prompts you to speak a word in tongues. Just stand up. Forget about the rest of them. They are all chickens. Amen. And you are the real thing. (laughs) And speak the word boldly. Amen. And then wait for God to give the interpretation. And if no one gives the interpretation, say, they are real chicken. God, can you give me the interpretation? And then he'll speak through you. Amen? And that's the beautiful thing about God. Every one of us have the same righteousness. So everyone can be involved. No one is taken out. No one is caught out. That's important. So you need to understand that. Now you speak in tongues. Now with prophecy, what God does in most cases, he doesn't tell you much. Except, like I said last Sunday, sometimes it's just one word. He says faith. And you say, okay, God, what comes after faith? If I said faith, he says, speak that faith. He says, no, God, I'm going to embarrass myself. I need a few more words. And there will be real silence. He won't say anything. Some of you have experienced that you know how God is. He tells you a few things and then he quits. And you're dying to know more. Give me more. He says, come out of the boat first. (laughs) Amen. Come out of the boat. And then we'll see what's going to come after that. If you say that word, immediately other words begin to come. Other words begin to come. He may give you just a scripture. And the funny thing, in my experience, I found out that sometimes you were reading the scriptures a few days back and memorize it, and all of a sudden you're standing in a service, the scripture comes into your mind, and, and God tells you, speak that word in prophecy. And you say, God, it can't, this can't be God. I was just reading the scripture yesterday. It's my mind telling me, this is spiritual pride. And you say, be quiet in Jesus' name. No. Why do you just speak? Amen? Speak the scripture. There may be somebody in the congregation that needs to hear the scripture. And God made you to memorize the scripture. Now you are in service. The person is sitting right there and wanting to hear something to encourage them. And then now you're fighting with God. And he's telling you, speak that scripture. Say it. And then when you speak that scripture, he gives you other words. And it goes direct to the person. And those of us, those of those, uh, those of us that are prophesied, you know how people come to you and say, Pastor or brother, that was for me. And it's so refreshing. You, you, you came out like uh, Joyce Meyer said, do it afraid. You did it afraid. Now you got somebody telling you, oh, that blessed me today. And you go home rejoicing. Oh, man, that is good. Amen. It's such a beautiful thing. We shouldn't be scared of it. Amen. If it was not for us, why would God give them to us? Why would God give them to us? If it's not for all the church and just a few people, why is it in the Bible? Just reveal it to your few people and let them do it. 
basis on the Bible, your Bible, and God speaking to you. Amen? Just act on the word and see what God will do with you and where he will take you. Now, the, the prophecy, tongues and interpretation, is for every one of us. Let me read this scripture for you. In Acts chapter 2, verse 17 through 18, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days. Are we in the last days, people? Oh, yes. We are even more in the last days than when that thing was written. Amen. And in the last days, says God, who is speaking? God. That I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. That's why I have no trouble. Once a person receives Christ, I immediately want them to receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. We don't do that very much here in America, excuse me, <laughs> in church. But in Nigeria, uh, when I go out for crusade, once they receive Christ and pastor allows me, I tell them, now it's time to receive the Holy Spirit. Because God bragged. He says, uh, in the last day, watch out for God. He's going to be pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh. Do you have flesh? Oh, yes. He wants to pour out His Spirit on you. He didn't say good flesh or bad flesh, uh, pastor flesh and uh, layman's flesh. No. And he said all flesh. He will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And then he said, your sons and your daughters shall what? How many sons and how many daughters? All of them. He, said, all of them. he says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men, in case the young people say, well, that's only sons, the little ones, the young men as well. The young men will see vision. The old men will dream dreams. I'm not in that group. <laughs> and please don't talk to me about that. Okay? <laughs> uh, I just know a few people who are in that group. <laughs> and I'm not going to reveal that to you either. And it says in verse 18, and on my main servants, main servants, all of them, and on my maid servants, that's every one of us, every one of us are his servant, right? He says, I will pour out my spirit in those days. That's our time. And what will they do? They shall prophesy. This is not gospel according to good luck. This is scripture. This is the word of God. He is saying all of us can prophesy. That doesn't mean if somebody can prophesy, he's more spiritual than another person. Because all of us can do it. That's the lie of Satan to make us think that unless you get to some spiritual height, you can't prophesy. And so he's cheated us out of this great gift for the church. We're not, we're not willing to do anything, possibly because we haven't been taught properly. And so when somebody prophesies, we set him apart as the great spiritual brother. I, I don't see it that way. I, I don't look at people that way. I just know the gift of God is at work in my life. And please don't look at me that way. Because I'm just a Christian man trying to follow God. That's the way it is. And all of us, every one of you can prophesy. That's what God said. And you can learn to prophesy. So, and there's a scripture I'm coming to. Learning something means 
as you learn, you grow in your understanding, and you still make mistakes, right? So you, the Bible actually says you can learn to prophesy. And what am I doing this morning? I'm showing you how to begin to learn to prophesy. God gives you a few words, speak them out. In a church service, don't be afraid. And when God knows he can use you, he goes from there to something else. And then to something else. You begin to grow. But as long as you stay timid, he knows he can do business with you. That's why the Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, a sound mind. Say with me, I have a sound mind. I'm not confused. I'm not confused. Certainly, I'm not confused about what God says about me. I have a sound mind. And I can act on the word of God. God is looking for people who will act on his word. The Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. If you sit back there, you know what the word says. Instead of acting on the word, you're waiting and being a chicken, you won't do anything. You stay there. And God will not use you. It's like burying your talent. You know what happened to... We heard that in Sunday school this morning. It's like burying your talent. This is a talent that God's already given to you. You got to use it. Look for the avenue to use your gifts. Amen? That's what the Bible, Paul said to Timothy, stir up the gift that is in you by the laying on of my hands. You, who's to stir up the gift? I have to stir up the gift. God's not going to stir it up for me. I have to do it. I have to. You have to do it. You've heard the word. You are responsible. If you are afraid, God has not given us the spirit of bondage against the fear. If you are afraid, you got a spirit of bondage. But you have the Holy Spirit. And it's not the spirit of fear. So you must step out. Because every one of us can prophesy. You can all prophesy. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 31 tells us this. <coughs> it says, For you can all, you heard the word, can, <laughs> you can all prophesy one by one. Every one of us. You can all prophesy, every one of us. One by one, that all may what? Learn. And all may be encouraged. So when all of us are prophesying, guess what will happen to this church? Encouraged people. Not discouraged people. Encouraged people. Ready to do great work for God. With no limitations. Strong in their God. They're ready to go. They are, they're willing to run over the wall. They're going to take the city. Amen. You can all prophesy how one by one that how many may learn? All may learn. So it's a learning process. I told you. It's a learning process. The more you do it, 
the better you get at it. Amen. And before long, they know that brother prophesies, that sister prophesies. He's very important. But you got to start somewhere. And this is the church where you can start. Amen. <laughs> I give you permission to start. Amen. I give you permission. You won't hurt me. Just don't overdo it. Okay. <laughs> he says to be two or three in the service. Don't take over the service with prophecy. That was good. Oh, no. When are we going to stop there? <laughs> but I love it. Amen. It's going to be wonderful. And you will see the Holy Spirit walk among us. You won't believe it. You won't believe what the Holy Spirit will do. That's when you see unusual healings. Because these children of God are ready in the day of His power. So God wants to do this for us. He says all of us can prophesy. You can learn on Wednesday nights. I'm hoping when we get through with this, please be here on Wednesday night. We'll spend, we want to set one Wednesday night apart where we come. And I've done this before. It's time to wait on the Lord for prophecy. And in a situation like that, if we're not looking for two or three. It's the whole service. Amen. And then you can stand up and prophesy and learn what your Father has freely given to you. Amen? It's so important. This, what I'm saying to you, is so spiritual. It's deep. If it's not, then it will be commonplace everywhere. But it's deep. And yet, very simple. Paul says to keep the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. That's what we need to do. We keep it simple. So, we can all prophesy. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. I want to talk briefly about the benefits of the gift, and that's where I'm going to stop today. It says in First Corinthians 14, verse 3, But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. What I want to go into is the benefit of what we're talking about today. It says, when you prophesy, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. No one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. And I've shared here, the mysteries that come out of your mouth in tongues, they are not for God. They are really for you and for your spirit. Before long, you will begin to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That's what that's about. That's why he says, he who speaks in tongues edifies himself. But the one who prophesies speaks mainly edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. These are the benefits of prophecy. And there's one more, and we'll come to that later. It's very important. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, these are the benefits. Now, edification... That word means, what we're talking about is to edify. Let me tell you what that means. The word edify means to enlighten, to inform, to educate, instruct, to improve, and teach. Exhortation, that word means to appeal. And that's what prophecy, something is appealing to you to do something. To urge you to do something. To encourage you to do something. And to counsel you. Jesus said, I counsel you. That's word of prophecy. To counsel you and also to call you to do something. That God is already put in your heart. 
And then the third thing is to, to comfort you, to bring comfort to your life. I remember the story about Oral Roberts. I don't know if you all know this, but Oral Roberts, when God called him to the ministry, God told him that he's going to put his power on his right hand. And if he lays his hand on whoever with that right hand, that person is going to get healed. I don't care what they got. And uh, for Oral, uh, it became instant. Uh, he became a great minister around the land because everybody knew. You can watch it in video. They come in doing this. He puts his hand on them and they straighten up. And he's sitting down there real quiet just doing that. He was his right hand. He knew it. But according to this story, before long, the whole church, buddy, Pentecostal, started talking about they walk up to this person and say, Are you sick? Just let Oral lay his right hand. So his right hand became an idol. Some of us heard he actually left the Pentecostal movement and went and joined the Methodist church. That man is a man of integrity because God told him, come out from them. They're doing something to you. It was God's mercy on him uh, because of the right hand. And they said all over the land, they said, oh, Ora Roberts, I'll just put his right hand on you. So it was now his right hand, not God anymore. And God didn't like that. And in a particular service, I heard Ora was praying for people. And he, he was as, if you've seen his video, he's happy as he could be. He's rebuilt, he's laying hands on the people as they get healed. And he got through the last person, and God spoke to him as the last person I will allow you to lay your right hand on. No explanation at that point. And Oro started crying. Everyone was baffled. He heard it, nobody heard what happened. They just saw he was crying bitterly. The whole crowd, thousands, all were so quiet, wondering what happened, who hit him, what's going on. And he just wept and wept and wept. I love that man, he's gone. But right after that, the way Satan will have it, a woman brought a little girl who was really sick. And she said, sir, I want you to lay your right hand on this little girl. And he looked at her with tears and said, I can't. Everybody was shocked. Just, the whole church body is like, what? He said, lady, I want to do it. He's here. I really want to do it, but I can't do it. I just can't. And he started weeping again, and everybody was wondering what was going on. And a woman stood up and gave a word, a prophecy. And that word brought comfort to all. That's where I'm going. The word of prophecy. Nobody knew, but they connected. As she spoke those words, she didn't know what God had spoken to him. She spoke the word of prophecy, oral, knew the word, and accepted it for comfort. That's how powerful this gift is. What if that woman didn't know how to obey God? Because she was in the presence of oral Roberts. You see? But she was bold. And she spoke the word of prophecy. And the great man of God was comforted by what was heard. And the whole church was comforted. That's what this is all about. Not just to get the spiritual gifts and say, see, I can prophesy. No. It's what it does for the body of Christ. Stand up with me this morning.
How many ready here to go with me on this? We're going on a journey. Amen. Don't be afraid. We're all together. You know, the thing with ministry is not just to teach, but practical things. Amen. That all of us can be involved in. So we don't have stars in the kingdom of God. We are all brothers, right? That's what Jesus said, right? We're missing a lot when we make people stars. I just don't do that. I love them. I pray for their ministry. They're great because they are obeying God. But we are all brethren. We are brothers, sisters in Christ. And what I can do, you can do. And if you're doing it, you're blessing me. We belong to the same kingdom. Amen? Raise your hands up to the Lord this morning. And if you're here, you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to ask you to make a decision for Him. Tell Him you want Him to be your Savior. If that word comes out of your mouth, He will hear you. Put your hands down, all eyes, all eyes closed. And please bow your head before the God, before God in reverence. If you're here and you want me to pray for you, and you say, I want a relationship that is really close to the Lord Jesus. I want to be able to be a part of his kingdom. I want my sins forgiven. I want to draw near to God. You hear all eyes closed, all heads bowed. Just put your hand up quickly and put it back down. Right now. Right now. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Come on. Come on. Do that. Do that. Don't be ashamed. God is watching. God, you saw those hands lifted before you. I prayed, Lord, that you honor them because they want to draw closer to you. They want to know you as Lord and Savior of their lives. Let your presence be so rich in their lives. Let your greatness be revealed in their lives. Show them, reveal your true self to them. And I pray for the whole body today. Lord, we are studying from your word. Your word says to study the scriptures. We are studying the scriptures. And we know that you confirm your words with signs following. We have heard, and Lord, we know that you're ready to, to bless us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And to manifest the gifts among us. Lord, we release the gifts upon your people today. We thank you for your blessings upon our lives. In Jesus' name. God's people said, Amen. I'm going to be standing out here. If you need prayer, personal prayer, please come and see me. My wife will be here, Pastor Wendy, Pastor Josh will be here. God bless you. We're dismissed.